So you want to start this? I've never done this before. There, I got this. Hold okay. on. Okay. Do it. Hey, everybody. Um, Welcome to Whack Matters newest edition, as far as their podcast pantheon goes. This is the show Tune In. I'm one of your hosts, Marcus. I'm joined by my uh, co-host, Karsten. This is the show where we talk about how cartoons are potentially the greatest medium of storytelling as far as TV goes. We're basically here to get parents to watch TV to watch cartoons with their children. So here's here's the kind of premise of this show for real. I think that once upon a time and even occasionally still, for instance, we're talking about a new show, but once upon a time, cartoons that were aimed for kids, kids using air quotes, excuse me, were written uh, having more respect for the child's intelligence. I think you see a lot of cartoons now that don't treat kids like they're smart and... Basically anything on Disney Channel. Yeah, like most cartoons on Disney now, most, um, even superhero cartoons took a dive. Because they were kind of one of the last, the last standing things that were really good and and mattered and were cool. They gone. But even still, now you have like your Teen Titans Go, which I understand is supposed to be a comedy series and stuff, but I think is dumbed down in a lot of ways compared to the previous Teen Titans series, even and things like that. So the shows that we're going to be kind of watching here, they're all going to be cartoons, but they're going to be aimed at kids. They're going to have TVY seven to like G ratings usually, but. We are going to be talking about and trying to sell you on the idea of these are also just good TV shows that a family can come together and watch. The parents will not feel dumb or not feel like they're not getting any, they're not going to be invested in the story or anything like that. So the first TV show we're going to talk about is the show that just at Netflix is called Dragon Prince. Now, um, as soon as I watch the show, um, there's some things I noticed, but I will keep talking about the, the format of our show real quick. So essentially, we're going to, each of the episodes of our podcast of TuneIn, we're going to talk about two episodes of whatever TV show we are watching. We're going to watch one season worth of whatever show it is. We'll talk about every episode in that season. There's ten episodes of Dragon Prince, so that'll be five episodes of our show. We'll talk about them, we'll give you kind of like a review, we'll a brief plot summary thing, talk about things we liked, didn't like, if we think, and then at the end of the season, we will answer the question of, do you think this is an appropriate all-ages show? Can any age enjoy this? Because I think that, like, maybe me and Carson disagree, maybe we don't. Um, We're going to generally pick the shows that we think will be enjoyable by all ages, so we're not going to, like, go review like Caillou and be like, no, only only little kids will like this one. Are you sure? That's some pretty good stuff right there. Quality I mean, content. Yeah, have you I mean like okay, the remix of the Caillou theme song or whatever though is pretty tight. <laughs> okay, but... but don't get me started on the little Einstein's theme song. Oh dude. Oh. The trap remix? Good stuff right there. Only the best. How does it even what is it? I wanted to sing it. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the sky, little Einstein. Turn up, man. Okay, so, let's get into it. I've seen the show before. This Carson. My, yeah, this is my first time seeing the show. First watch, the first episode of the show is called Echoes of Thunder. It was created and written by um, uh, Aaron, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Here, give me a shot. Maybe I can do it. 
Maybe Eva's, I am better than you. And then Justin something. Just, just, the, the, the. Justin Richmond, right? Yes, you are correct. Justin Richmond and then Aaron. I got nothing. It's spelled E H A S Z. It's fancy. Carson, it's above my pay grade. What what did you think of this show? What did you notice about it? What what did you like, dislike? Give me your your quick first first impression of this first episode. Well, uh the first thing I noticed, it was definitely a um the animation style was definitely different than a lot of the stuff we see nowadays. Like there are only like two two instances of that animation that I can recall that I've seen before, and one of them was uh this older uh Iron Man cartoon called Iron Man Armored Adventures. Or good show. Something like that. No, it's Iron Man Armored Adventures. It's a okay. good show. Yeah, it's been forever since I've seen that. And then um, the web series Ruby. Which, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've only seen like a couple episodes of that, but the animation was <coughs> very similar. Probably the same type. It's kind of like a 3D model kind of thing, but it's not like a 3D model. Is that how you describe yeah, it? It's really... It is bizarre. There are... One of the first things I personally noticed about this show when I first watched it was I watched it the first episode and I didn't even get all the way through. And I was like, I think this might be the people who made Avatar The Last Airbender. There's, it's all in the eyes. There's similar, sim, similarities. There you go. Yeah. You in, the, in the eyes. There's um tone. Like the way the show's written to where like there will be kind of some heavy stuff that's being talked about i mean the title card is basically the avatar title cards with a new coat of paint yeah like the title well yes and like they do the thing where it says like the show instead of seasons it says book one moon chapter one with the with the symbol in the background yeah like there there's strong avatar vibes from this show i mean if it and ain't then, broke don't fix it yeah and the and the first time i looked up the show it didn't uh, i am i didn't want to do too many google searches out of laziness so I looked it up and it was like didn't have creators listed on IMDb. I looked it up today while watching, and the uh, guy named Aaron that we don't know the la- we can't pronounce the last name of that guy was one of the head writers for Avatar. He worked on sixty two of the sixty three episodes. Yeah. So yeah, there's strong Avatar vibes, which, in my opinion, I mean, one of the main characters is voiced by Sokka's voice actor. Yes, in my opinion, is a great thing. Yes. I think Avatar is a phenomenal show. At some point, we'll watch that and talk about it on this. Definitely. Summary of the episode real quick. So, um, Echoes of Thunder. I didn't get the names. I just got episode one. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Kind of skimped on that. Um, it starts with a brief world history. So, it kind of... There's um essentially humans and elves are the two main races in this world. As far as, like, sentient... Yeah, and then there are a couple other races. The dragons are the main one I remember. I can't remember if they mentioned any other races. Like, like there's those of like fantasy, like fictional, like fiction or what do they? What's the word they use? It's like Mag- Lord of the Rings, like, but yeah, not. There's like magical creatures and stuff, like dragons and things like that. And I'm I'm sure you will see a bunch of different ones and add it in this show because one thing that these writers like to do is add world building world world building especially between with animals yeah, like I'm avatar about that world building the avatar was full of fun animals and stuff that you can kind of bookmark things through like the flying bus oh wait that's fortnite <laughs> i always get those two confused they're crazy so you get like a brief world history so essentially humans um well you get a history of magic first so they explain the way magic works which is based off of um six elements 
So I'm don't I didn't write them all down. Are you positive this isn't Avatar? Yeah, because there's four in Avatar. Maybe they just discovered two more. No, that's not how, no. Cause, I mean, it, we can you can have fan theories about this being in the same universe as Avatar, but save it for the end of the show when you try and tie all of them together, and I'll be more than happy to headcanon the crap out of that. Headcanon is the most fun when you know mo- when you don't know a whole lot about stuff, though. Well, I mean. I know about it all. I've seen Avatar a lot of times. Don't suck the fun out of this. Okay, so you get a brief history of magic, then you get essentially humans invented, or human dark wizard invented dark magic, which runs off of the lives of magical creatures, which I think is, again, you're kind of reaching into a darker place than a lot of other TV shows are willing to go. Clearly PETA doesn't exist in this universe. I mean, yeah, PETA would be all over that guy. be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Save the dragons, bruh. Which, I can get behind that. Same. Then it talks about, in, in a, kind of an inciting incident that sparks war. Well, the they're, the dragon king, who's the thunder dragon, you come to find that out, he separates the humans and the elves. Because the elves did not like the idea of killing magical creatures for dark magic. Basically puts them in timeout in yes. two separate corners. Yeah, they all started fighting. He separates everything. So there's the land of the humans, and then there's a magical land called Zadia. Then, they're kind of on the brink of war all the time. Apparently, one night, the humans devise a plan to cross the border into Zadia and kill the Dragon King. They supposedly destroyed the egg of the Dragon King, so there's no more Thunder Dragons. The elves kind of see this as an act of war. Well, I mean, if someone stole my Thunder, I'd see it as an act of war. Dude, I freaking hate it when people steal my Thunder. Man, just kind of like you just did just now when I was talking about this, like that, is that what you're talking about, Carson? Yeah, it's the worst. Perhaps. So, uh, you then get a quick a scene where you kind of just meet some of the characters. So you meet um, the three ride-along characters right away. There's um, a prince named Ezra, who's kind of a Ezran. younger... Well, okay, whatever. They call him Ez. What is Ezra from? Star Wars Rebels. Oh, dang it. I haven't even seen that show. You nerd. So there's Ez, and then there's um, Callum. Callum, and then Rayla. Mm-hmm. Rayla is a, a moon elf. Moonshine, moonshadow, moonshadow elf. Moonshadow elf, whatever. Something so like you kind of meet all these players and stuff. The two first two are the, the son of the prince. It's a mixed family to where there's an African-American dad, African-American son. Then um, they married a Caucasian um, mother. And she had a Caucasian son before the marriage, and then she's passed away now. She so did. he's he's technically the king's step Callum's technically the king's stepson. There's a very fun animal, which is another giveaway that I thought that this was an avatar thing. There's a glow toad. Which yeah. is just fun and neat, changes colors. It's like a I don't know, like a little salamander kind of thing that lights up, except it's fat. Yeah, it's neat. I like it. It has, like, dragon spots on it, though, kind of. Seems like something that they could sell a lot of plushes for. Yeah, like, it's it's very cool. Very toyetic. Um, so at this point, you kind of just you figure out there's a plot to kill the king, and then kind of insanity ensues from there. Karsten, what did you think of this episode, and what are some moments that stood out in a positive way or stood out in a negative way? Well, um... What I noticed about this episode, uh, right off the bat, I was kind of thinking a little too far into it because we, um, uh, one of the elves encounters a human, 
but then decides to let him go instead of kill him. That's Rayla? Yes. I wasn't going to give any names yet, because oh. we don't know who she was at that point. Shoot. Good job. Spoiler alert. I stole Carson's thunder. Yeah. I mean, it's only fair. So, we meet uh, we meet this elf who doesn't kill this human, and you don't think much of it at that moment. But I was a little I was a little lost. I was thinking it had more significance than it really did at the time. And uh, mainly because I was trying to figure out how to get Microsoft Word to open and wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> so I'm sure if I was paying attention it would have made a little more sense. Essentially, so, um there's a group of assassins to kill the king and he stumbles upon their camp in the woods and she's sent to go kill him. That makes sense. She then chooses to let him live. Because she looks into his eyes and he's like, like he's pleading for his life, and she very clearly has the upper hand. He's on, like he fell down in like a mud pit, and she has she, the high ground. She, she can't kill him. She can't do it. She looks into his eyes, realizes he's terrified, and she dips. She leaves him. She lies to her, her captain about it. Did you have you seen this? Yeah, I saw that part. Yeah, she lies to her captain like... about it. She covers her blades and berries to simulate blood. Another reason that like they are. It is a kid's show, but they're not dancing around the idea that she was supposed to murder a human. They're there to murder a king. I mean, they blatantly say it. Yeah, like, this is a show where they don't nuance a lot of things like that. They're like, no kids can understand the idea that they're... Death all... exists. Death people exists. kill people all the time. Yeah, and like, they're on the brink of war. Which is like a heavy thing, but a, a thing that's real and they're talking about it. It exists. What? Which I think is is a pro. They're not trying to be like, oh, well, we can't. There's a big, there's a big battle or a fight going on over there. No, there's war and people are, and people are dying. Like that's a thing. So you meet, who else do you meet in this episode? You meet, uh, so you also meet, um, Claudia, Claudia. Well, we don't, it would make more sense if we introduced some other people first. So basically, uh, we've met Ezran, Callum and Rayla. Uh, she's the, Rayla's the elf. The elf. And then we also meet the king. I did not catch his name. It was unimportant, or at least I thought. It is, I mean, fairly unimportant. Well, to me, it was unimportant. It is fairly unimportant. He also seems like a good guy. He seems like a good king. He has kind of a heel turn at one point, though. Reminded we'll me of King that. Solomon from uh, Walking Dead. Ezekiel? Oh. Yes. There you go, bud. I knew it was something about the Bible. I can't remember. I couldn't remember, though. It's been forever since I've seen that show. Yes, but no, like, he he has very long dreadlocks. Black man. Yeah. King. He's, he's, a, he's a cool character. Has a pet animal. That's pretty neat. He's, like, a really cool Essentially bird. the same character. He's a bird of some kind. Yeah, it's like a magic bird. It looks dope. I want one. Okay, keep going. Uh, so, his best friend kind of an advisor kind of guy, Lord Viren. We're, oh, I thought we were just going to call him Jafar. Jafar? No, no. Let's not soil Jafar's name. That's fair. He's not a good enough villain to be Jafar. Yeah, he's not. Um, So, Lord Viren, he's this magical dude. He's a pretty sketchy wizard guy, but he's the best friend of the king, so we're supposed to just go along with the fact they're they're buddies, and they would never do anything to harm each other. It's great. They're like tight so lord viren has two kids that we know of so far and that's claudia and soren so claudia is basically she's a, a a mage that's like training underneath lord viren basically his his apprentice and then soren 
his uh, son is kind of like the captain of the guard or something like that. He's a he's pretty, a, he's pretty a, high up soldier. He's a comedy relief character as well. He's kind of a goober. Um, you get a fun scene where he's trying to teach Callum how to sword fight. Callum's much older. Callum's, I be- he's 14 at the time. As opposed to, how old you say Ez is? Nine. Yeah, so Ez is like guess. nine-ish. Either like, way, they're both underaged. Yeah, but um, he's getting trained because he's older and princes, you're supposed to be good warriors and stuff. So he's getting trained how to um, sword fight by Soren and he is trash at it. Pretty bad. It's, um, it's embarrassing. You realize he has a crush on Claudia. And Soren, Soren's a weird character to get a beat on because in a lot of ways he seems like a big tool bag. And in a lot of ways he seems kind of like a solid bro. Like he, I don't know. He's kind of all over the place. With yeah, his far, with as far as I've seen, in the yes, show, he seems like a not good character. I think yeah. he's one of the worst characters in the show because, like, you see him saying overtly kind of horrible things about how, like, you're not actually a prince and there's no way the king's gonna love you like a son and stuff because you're not his biological kid and like all these things. But then he realizes that Callum has a crush on his sister and helps play up a scene where he looks cool in front of her. Maybe he's, like, schizophrenic or something. Maybe. Maybe it's, like, a mental health thing. Maybe he has, like, multiple personalities, and this is actually just a setup for um that one movie. Oh, what was it? Split. Split, yeah. This is a prequel to Split. And that's what this whole show is. It's really... It's out there, and it's gonna take some time to get to the Split parts, but big deal so need quite the time jump <laughs> so um the guard who stumbles upon the bad guys or not the bad guys i guess there's not really good guys or bad guys it hasn't that been established yet. clearly defined yet so the guard that stumbles upon the moon elves the moon shadow elves comes and essentially tells the king about it and they decide that well they, there's a clear panic and this they do this thing where they leave you in the dark about some things on intentionally and i think that's cool i like it when they do that because they are like well moon shadow elves like it's a full full moon tonight and it's like this big deal and they don't explain why it's a big deal they're unclear about a lot of things to like what episode three but we'll get there yes like we'll get there but like apparently moon shadow elves something happens special on full moons it's a problem maker to the extent that they're in their own turf, in their own, like, they have their entire guard there. And he's like, my guard cannot handle this. The entire kingdom is not enough. Yeah, it's not enough to handle these six we moon shadow elves. <laughs> we, we freaking, he's gonna, they're gonna kill all the younglings. He's like, I want to send my kids away. I don't want them to get hurt. If they go far enough away, um, by the time, like, they come to kill me, it'll be not a big deal. You... Um, get a very cool scene of kind of the moon shadow elves doing this weird thing with these, they have like these It's a ropes. cult ritual. Yeah, it's essentially a ritual where they talk about death and talk about how they're going to go kill people and how sometimes they think it's a necessary thing. Again, a thing that they're not treating the show with sort of kid gloves, but it's still not done in like an immature way or grotesque way to where kids can't enjoy this. Yeah, they, I think they did that well. They did that really well. Yeah, and, and they're, they're essentially like, sometimes there are horrible people that have to die, essentially, and I mean, maybe they're capital punishment. Sacrifices must be made. Yeah, so they do this thing, they do like this weird prayer almost, the um kind of bracelets they wrapped around themselves in a big circle light up, and then that's all we know for right then. Mm-hmm. Then, Soren is sent out with the guard 
With a special moth. With a special moth to find the Moonshadow Elves. And a lamp, maybe. Maybe. He finds the Cave of Wonder where the Moonshadow Elves are hiding. And by thought you said he wasn't Jafar. No, 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 no. A different lamp. Like a like a lamp lamp. Oh, my bad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um... I mean, if we're talking about moths, we might as well get a lamp joke in. So, they get there, and the Moonshot Elves hear them coming. They do... They use some kind... They crush some kind of, like... They stand so impossibly still that they become invisible to the naked eye. That's not true. They, they crush something that's magic. He casts a spell, throws it up, and then they all look like trees... They're camouflaged. Soren and them leave. The captain of the uh, Moonshot Elf Assassins realizes that Rayla didn't kill that guy. And banishes her. And essentially is like, hey, no. And that's where that episode ends. You can't be part of our clique anymore. You know, you're not part of the end crowd, you stupid nerd. And then he bullies her, and that's the end of episode one. Yep. What did What did you think? Do you think it's a good start? Were you Were you interested? I mean... I'm the kind of guy where, like, I have to watch at least three episodes of a show before I, like, actually start judging the show. I mean, every once in a while, there are there are shows where the first episode is just so impossibly bad that I'm just like, I'm not even going to give this a shot. Uh, this was not one of those shows. This was a show that I, I was not turned off by the... I should rephrase that. <laughs> There's... It's yeah, no, it wasn't like an instant pass. Yeah. I don't think this first episode is super good. Yeah, it's personally. It, I think uh, there's a lot of cool elements about it. It's definitely a pilot episode. Yes. And they also do this thing where they don't get to the main hook of the show yet. The point of the show is not clear at the end of episode 1. Right. And and I think that's a problem personally. You think that's a problem? I don't know. I kind of like it when shows don't give away the entire premise in the first episode because then if you see the first episode and you're just like, "Okay, I got the whole story. Bye." Well, I mean, the trailer gives it away. I don't watch trailers. I did because I didn't know what the show was. It hit Netflix is like, "What is this? You fool. You always go into everything blind because if you know anything about things, then it just ruins it." That's not necessarily true. Yes, it is. Okay, well then I should never watch another Marvel movie because I've usually read the comics they're about. But the comics are not... Okay, fine, whatever. I mean, you get the same premise. I knew who was going to win in Civil War. Okay, not important. Okay, but it's been rebooted. So okay, Episode 2. Episode 2. I didn't catch the name because I didn't think the name was important. I mean, it's not that important. Episode 2 is called What is Done. It was written and directed and created by the same people. Yeet. You lead this one. Okay, well, basically, uh, this is the episode where the ball starts rolling. Things uh, start taking Things off. happen. Things happen. What's done is done. People die. Bush did 9-11. Um, so basically, uh, this is where uh, the elves finished all their planning, and this little, this little group of elves uh, go to the castle, and they're ready to actually execute their mission. They're going to go and... Their mission is to assassinate the king and his sons. Uh, son, only, son, only yes, as. because they don't know about they don't know about Callum. Um, but Rayla wants to prove that she's actually worth something, even though she's been specifically commanded to stay behind at the camp. So she decides to to sneak off and go on ahead of the elves, and she's gonna do the whole thing by herself. And then you get introduced to her weapons. Yeah, which are scene, really which are cool. really tight. Yeah, they're really cool, like, um... 
They're like they're they're butterfly knives, but I was gonna use the real name. I just couldn't forget. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the name of. She essentially has yeah. two butterfly knives that can also bend at the blade. Turn into ice picks, pretty much. Turn into like yeah, like it's sick. I want claws. one. Yeah, they're super tight. She has she dual wields them, which is a big deal because her fighting style revolves around that, and that comes into play later. Kind of an Ahsoka Tano kind of feel. Yeah, it's tight. So like they're very cool weapons, and also she's very skilled. One of my biggest qualms with this show is the other um, travelers, the other two main characters, aren't nearly as cool as her in, like, any way. They're, She's dope. And, like, I they're think, They're freaking like, noobs. They're, like, lovely. Yes, and, like, don't get me wrong, Avatar did this a lot. Because before Katara learns how to waterbend very well, and Sokka becomes less of an idiot and learns how to fight, like, Aang's really good at airbending. That's kind of the, their one move is, let's hope Aang can airbend us out of this, because otherwise we're screwed. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, so, like, I fully expect these other characters to get developed. And even by the end of Season 1, you start to see that. Yeah. Or Book 1, Moon, Season 1, whatever. Keep going. First lunar phase. Um, So, then we switch over back to the back to the king and his um, his goings-ons. And we learn that... Uh, so, he learns about the about the planned attack from the scouts that were out and he decides that he needs to send his sons away to protect them. So he decides to send them to the winter lodge. But of course these kids being the main characters, they don't want to do that. So they run off and start exploring the castle, end up in the dungeon. Um, and they run into, as they're running around the castle, trying to figure out what to do, they run into Rayla and Rayla tries to kill them. Because that's the best way to motiv- to motivate the plot. Just get the main characters to try and kill each other. Yes. Also, they do this thing where... Hunger Games. Um, they just think, so, um, Callum's trying to be a good big brother and stuff. And I, I like that they, minus a few jokes that um, Soren makes, they they don't act like it's weird that they're brothers or anything. Like, they're technically stepbrothers, but, like, no. Like, as is his younger brother that he tries to take care of. It's a really tight bond. Yeah, like, it is It is a neat thing to see. So, essentially, he figures out through what Rayla's saying is that she's there to kill Ez. And he's like, "On oh, that, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then he starts running away and stuff. It's neat. She corners him, and then Ez starts talking to Callum through a painting, because I guess there's secret passages, because it's a castle, so of course. Yeah, I mean, what castle doesn't have secret passages? If your castle doesn't have secret passages, you need to spend your money on something else. You figure out a freaking um uh one of the cool things about this glow toad is he can shine very bright whenever you say say hello to my little friend yeah so essentially he flashbangs rayla and callum and as take off into the hidden catacombs and um as is leading the way because he's been there before yeah and he knows the difference between a stone and a rock yeah which is that's a weird part um also around this time um Claudia comes up with an idea to potentially save the king. She tells her dad, and her dad is pitching this to the king, and it revolves around... She's just like, hey, let me pitch this to you. And, um... I had to. The king says no. He's like, I don't want to use more dark magic that got us into this whole mess of war anyway. So no, like, let's not do that. And of course, that makes... That makes the, the wizard guy, Jafar, really mad. Because black magic is life for him. 
It's black magic or nothing, man. Yeah. Black, black, hashtag black magic matters. Um, so, then you kind of get into this weird thing where as the um two, bo- you kind of get two storylines that are going on very concurrently. Well, three storylines that are going on very concurrently. Let's make it four. Let's create our own storyline. No, no. So, there's what's going on between the king and uh, Jafar. There's, um, kind of the elves progressing through the city to find these people. And then there's Ez and Callum running away. And as they're running away, they find a secret room. They find it. Well, Ez does this whole secret passageway thing where he hits all these buttons or rocks and stones. And what Carson was referring to, he goes, rock, stone, stone, rock, whatever. And he has to do it in the right order. A uh, secret passageway opens up. They go to oh, another secret passageway opens up because they're already in one secret passageway. The secret gets deeper. So they go and um, they get cornered because he, a, a bit from the first episode is that he's been stealing jelly tarts. So Rayla's able to solve the puzzle because she hits all the buttons that have jelly tart um, jelly on them. Yeah. She, they get cornered again. There's not really a way out this time, and Ez makes everybody stop fighting because they find the dragon egg. Surprise! He's not dead. Yeah, so there, there is another thunder dragon that, that exists. Turns out... In theory. Well, yeah. he's in an egg. He's in an egg. So the, the dragon prince was not destroyed. They just stole his egg. So Rayla completely changes her mind, and she's like, no, we. there's no need for vengeance now. We were here to kill the king. Well, they shouldn't necessarily say this, but in her head. It's like, we were here to do all this because you destroyed the dragon king, and that, and you destroyed all thunder dragons, essentially. There's no way to have any more. But she's like, this is a game changer. This shows that not all humans are trash and stuff. So they, they sort of then and there decide that they're going to take this to the elves to show them like hey but try to stop the war they're gonna go all out of their way to try to stop the war claudia catches up to them and then they kind of all start bantering and yelling at each other the king does this wheeled heel turn essentially kind of becomes a jerk yeah he gets super aggressive towards jafar for almost no reason when jafar just wants to save his life and it is it is a weird moment I'm not going to lie, but essentially the thing that Jafar wanted to do was transfer the king's soul into something else. So that the king's body could be killed, could be but the killed. king would live on. Yes. I think that they do it. They don't ever say that, yes, it happened. They say the king died, but there's imagery... In later episodes, the spoilers, I guess. I don't even remember if we saw this. Well, so... They show, like, that crow and, like, the king's bird and stuff a lot in later episodes. Says, aren't you going to sing for the celebration? Yes, like, that kind yeah, of that's, thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when yes, he said I, that. I think the king is inside the the bird right now. And I think at some point he'll come back into play. Because, you know, for kids, we can't kill off the father figure. Yes, but also, they do kind of just kill a character that was introduced as a main character. Which I think is a, a neat thing for all intents and purposes. Mm. And I also like how it's vague enough to where we have this theory, but we could be wrong. But that's a decent red herring, and that's a neat thing to throw at us. Yeah, I like... Lo- Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're Continue. good. No, that, that was just... Like, I think that's a neat thing. And that shows, like, they sort of want kids to think that, but they sort of don't. And it's mystery, and you can you have to look for context clues and things like that to understand it. 
they want you to overthink it, which adds a layer to this thing of not just being a bad children's show. Yes. So, cut back to Callum and... Callum, Claudia, and Erz... Ez, 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 and Rayla. The boy. And essentially, um. they all dip. Like, they turn yeah. on... They hardcore turn on Claudia, even at, uh, even Callum, and they leave with Rayla to go. Rayla... It's like, we're gonna go save the world. See you later. By this time, it's a full moon. All of the Moonshadow Elves look weird, and they don't say... They look almost, um, spectral. Yeah, it's like a almost invisible, but not. And they don't say if it makes them faster or stronger or anything like that. They don't. They still are kind of unclear as to what it means, but they're kind of kicking butt inside the city, going towards the king. Rayla gets into a fight with her uh, old mentor. I forgot that guy's name. Uh, yeah, something with an R. All their names started with an R. Yeah, that's all I remember. I can't. I. I. I thought he was going to be an unimportant character as well, so I didn't mind taking down his name. I'll have to pay attention next time. Um, because like they show him a few more times, like it's a big deal. They kill at least the king's body, we think. Something like that. But like, the the kids get away is the important thing. Yeah, the kids get away and they start on their magical journey to take the ring to more. I mean, to take the egg to to destroy the Horcrux. Yeah. Pretty strong Lord of the Rings vibes from this thing. Yeah, it's it's very fantasy heavy, which I I'm a fan of. I like fantasy a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of where episode two ends. Yeah, it kind of ends right there where they're running away. It it doesn't end on a happy note. You know, it's a little dour. The king just died. The um, elf sends out a special arrow that's supposed to alert all of his people. Magic. Yeah, that the king's dead. So that their mission was sort of fulfilled, I guess. And then he gets captured. He doesn't die. He's the only elf. Him and Rayla are the only elves from that night that don't get killed in the city. He's taking um, capture, and it's a, it's a dour note. Especially if you think the king is dead. Like, if you don't think he's going to come back or he's inside that, that uh, raven or anything. Like, it's sad. Yeah. Um. So, that's where that show ends. Maybe Do you have any, any fan theories or anything like that? Fan theories? I think it's all just a dream, and this it's whole a time... Fever, it's a fever dream of who? Aang. It's one of the episodes before... This is all um, This is all a dream okay. from the episode well, what is, series okay. before... Ready? Ready? Here's the theory. This is all taking place while Aang is in the iceberg, and this is actually just like a build-up to Avatar. So nobody bends. Nobody bends? That's because they haven't gotten to the magical land yet. So they're going to get to the magical land that's full of magic. And, and benders, because that's just magic. No, not benders. You, hear me out on this one. So they, they get to the magical land full of magic, and some mass extinction happens. All the elves die, so the humans get all the magic to themselves. And they learn how to utilize the magic, the elemental magic, and they and thus benders are born. And then it's just kind of transitions into Avatar. Okay, I think you're wrong. However... No, I'm always right. I would be okay with that. Um, real quick, we want to say, um, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you listen to it, if you could, um, give us a five-star uh, review on iTunes. It helps the show out a lot. Um, we were able to get, um, an audible sponsor for a different show of ours due to these ratings and things like that. So thank you for that. Um, 
feel welcome to follow us on social media. We're getting better about posting those and keeping everybody updated and in the loop about how that stuff works. We are on Instagram. It's uh, whackmatters underscore com on Instagram, and then it's uh, just whackmatters on um, Twitter, whackmatters.com on Facebook, because my brother is kind of a dangus sometimes. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the website, we have a, a, a donate button. If you are a fan of the show and you want to um, help us kind of grow our studio and things like that right now, and you want to help this creative endeavor that Wack Matters is going on, feel free to um, donate some money. And if you want to kind of get something um, with that donation to us, we have a merch link on our website. You can go there and you click on that merch link and we have t-shirts up for sale. Buy uh, our stuff. Black and gray ones. They're... Buy my shirts. I like them. I, I like own them. one. Carson doesn't own one because he hates us. Yeah. I said he has to buy one because he's on the he's on the site now. I yeah. So that's at least one more shirt sale. At least. You're welcome, Michael. I'll buy one for every day of the week. Dope. So Carson's just gonna wear that and his Chick Fil A uniform. Um. Yeah. So just thanks for watching again. Uh. We hope you enjoyed this, and we will be back next week with the next two episodes of Dragon Prince. So, um. Uh, okay, but real quick, I got one question for you. What's your Wi-Fi password? Oh, it's... No, um... You guys just remember, um, to tune in next week. See ya.